Are you struggling as a parent? Or is your child struggling and you're just not sure what to do? They might be struggling with something emotional, like depression, anxiety, loneliness, cutting, or getting bullied. It's hard for us as parents to know what to do. Well, welcome to the Dr. Todd Talks podcast. I've worked with over 10,000 families from all over the world. I've worked with celebrities, I've worked with royalty, and I've worked with normal families like you and I. We all just want to have happy, resilient kids. How do you do that when your child gets a little bit off track? Well, if you're a parent struggling right now, and you feel like you're at the end of your rope and just not sure what to do, then listen to my stories of connection, where I'm going to share hope and relief and strategies on how to create happy, resilient kids. Let's get started. The other day, I was talking to a woman about this concept of sibling trauma, and she had no idea what I was talking about. And I would, I, you know, I would say even maybe 10 years ago, I had never even heard of the term. I hadn't even considered the term. But I do remember reading an article way back then about sibling trauma, and then it was like all the pieces came together for me, because there have been so many families that I've worked with over the years where one sibling or more who was bullied, beaten, ridiculed constantly, sometime over a period of years, to the point that usually the kids that I was working with would be the victim of this. And it was such a long-standing, extreme problem that these kids presented to me like they were a trauma victim, and like it was a really clear diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. And I never really, I guess I never really just put those pieces together until about 10 years ago. And since then, it's something that I've thought a lot about and it's something that I've seen a lot and I've seen it more and more. I've actually diagnosed PTSD in a lot of kids where their trauma was at the hands of their siblings. And in fact, um, when I give presentations or workshops on different kinds of parenting topics, I would say 100% of the time, somebody in the audience will ask me a question. And the question is, how do we deal with sibling fighting? And so, you know, the, the conflict between siblings is pretty normal. I had it in my family. My wife had it in her family, actually to a much more severe degree. But it's normal to have sibling fighting. And it's something that every family has to deal with. But there's a difference between, you know, normal conflict like bickering or whatever compared to when a line is crossed. And when that line is crossed, the fighting becomes chronic, hurtful, and damaging. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of kids I work with over the years that have been truly, truly traumatized, really like damaged by the bullying and the violence sometimes that has been inflicted on them by one of their siblings. And when this bullying is chronic and hurtful and damaging, well, I'll just, I'm just going to say right up front, you as a parent cannot tolerate that. And it is a trend. I'm telling you, it's a trend that I've seen and it's gotten worse and worse and worse over the years. Sibling trauma is real and it can cause long lasting pain. And again, I want to emphasize that some of the kids that I've seen 
who were the victims victims of this present as classic PTSD victims. And I think that might be I think that might be hard for some people to hear. But let me give you a couple of real life examples. So there's one boy I worked with who had an older brother. And this older brother had all kinds of issues. He had a lot of developmental challenges, some social challenges, mental health challenges. He had some cognitive limitations. And he had no tolerance for frustration. And so he would get angry and blow up all the time. And people in the home were walking on eggshells. Nobody in the home really knew how to deal with him. And he also was extremely impulsive. And I remember the parents describing this older brother to me. And the phrase that they used was that he lacked the ability to regulate his emotions, which was a complete understatement. But this was the reason that they gave to me as to why this older brother regularly beat, kicked, bit this this brother, this younger brother. I mean, he did really violent beatings. And actually, the beatings were so frequent to this younger brother that he ended up having these permanent scars. And this boy that I saw, this younger brother, he's a little older now. And any time he looks in the mirror, he sees these scars, and it reminds him of the time that his brother would hurt him. Now, again, this is hard to hear, and this admittedly is a really extreme, pretty dramatic example. But I wish it was super rare, because it does happen. And there are other examples, of course, lesser, you know, lesser severity, lesser violence. But when kids are allowed to insult and ridicule their siblings, especially their younger siblings or siblings that are already vulnerable in some way, you can do real serious damage. And that's the thing that I want to pass along. Even things that might sound kind of normal, like many times I've heard a brother telling uh, uh, telling a sister that she's ugly, she's fat, you're a fat pig, nobody will ever like you. I mean, that is so mean, it's atrocious, and it will have a profound impact on that girl, on that sister. Uh, just the other day, I met with a boy who I suspected had experienced some kind of trauma, but I didn't know what it was. It was sort of the elephant in the room, and he could never talk about it. But it just gut feeling, you know, it felt really big to me. And it took him it took him months to really talk about this. And he finally shared with me what it was like to grow up with his older brother, who just verbally humiliated him on a daily basis, called him names, called him ugly, called him stupid. And this poor kid had some learning challenges, and so calling him stupid really cut deep for him. And if you could look, if you could just see the look on this boy's face, it would break your heart like it did mine. And part of it is because it was his normal. I think in a way um, it was so normal to him that he assumed this is how it was in all families. And it also had become the things that he started to believe about himself, that he was ugly and that he was stupid. Now, there's some research that's come out in the last several years that actually tells us how damaging sibling bullying can be. There's one study that found that kids who revealed that they had been bullied by their brothers or sisters several times a week or more 
during early adolescence, they were twice as likely to report being clinically depressed as young adults. Now, that's a really big deal. Other studies have shown that sibling bullying has resulted in lots of different kinds of psychological disorders like anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, self-harming. And with these kids in this study, the most frequent types of sibling bullying were either physical, where they were hitting, kicking, whatever, or psychological, where they typically they were name-calling or being made fun of. And that's probably the most common that I see. And one of the things that has really struck me over the years when I've talked with parents who have, who have had to deal with this in their home is that they are surprisingly unaware of what a big deal it is, like kind of shockingly unaware. And I think also for them, it's because it's been their normal. And even this family that I talked about earlier, who had the older brother who had the mental illness and developmental challenges, um, I think... You know, I think they were just living in survival mode for years with him. And parents were also traumatized by this brother. Nobody knew how to deal with him. And it's surprising, I think, because a lot of families, this is their norm. And this is just sort of what they've had for years and years. And so they don't really know what an impact it's having, especially on those siblings. And I would say, you know, for the parents that I've talked with, most, if not all of them, really had no deep appreciation for how profound that trauma was. And for the child that had been bullied, you know, they, they, the parents knew that it was bad. And, um, they, but they would say things to me like, you know, they just don't get along. They call names, but I don't think they realized that they were talking about a child who actually now meets criteria for post-traumatic stress disorder. And when you have a kid with severe trauma, and they don't have a safe place to be, and they also don't have any coping skills. I think these are the kids that we really have to worry about. These are the kids that become self-destructive. They seek escape because there is no other escape for them. There's nothing to protect them. So they will escape through self-harm. They'll escape through drugs and alcohol. They may run away from home. And I'm only bringing this up because I want to encourage you that if you have any kind of bullying of any degree in your home, I feel really black and white about this issue, any degree, that you have to intervene. You have to intervene in these situations. You cannot tolerate bullying, name-calling, violence. And I really feel like as parents, we would have to go to any degree to not tolerate this and to protect the kids that are being victimized. You, sometimes you might have to go get help, but you know, what I have found that's really helpful is the, the earlier we can intervene, the better. And if we can teach siblings how to resolve conflict with each other, that's such a critical skill. And I'll, I'll actually talk about that in a separate episode, but teaching siblings, siblings how to resolve conflict with each other and have very clear boundaries in your home. So that you don't tolerate name calling, bullying, anything physical. That's just so, so important to me. In, in my experience in these situations where it's sort of mild to moderate and you're setting those boundaries and you're being firm and insistent on not tolerating this, that's enough. That's usually enough. Sometimes it's not enough. And those are the more severe cases. And that's when I would encourage you to seek some kind of professional help. Because if you don't, 
what we're going to end up with is a kid or a number of kids who have long-lasting, lifelong mental health issues because of it. Now, I was worried about talking about this in this episode because it's a little bit of a downer. It's kind of a bummer episode. But I'll share in another episode some skills that you can utilize in your home. And I really believe that if you can establish close relationships with each of your children, if you can have a strong connection with each child and have really good boundaries in your home, be a credible parent, you can prevent so much of what I'm talking about. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Dr. Todd. And if you would like to move forward with healing yourself and helping to heal your children, I'd like to invite you to the Parenting Made Easy Challenge. It's a free challenge, and it's going to be private and confidential. You don't even have to have your camera on. But I would like to invite you to a free small mini workshop where I'm going to show you some strategies of how to start to heal yourself and your children and your family. This is especially important around the holidays, which is a very stressful time with a lot of heartache, a lot of loneliness, and a lot of stress. So I invite you to sign up. You can click the link inside of the show notes inside the description of this episode and sign up for free. And then you can meet me live so I can show you some strategies of how to get through the holidays and how to start the process of healing your family.